Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Today is a very good day for a good day. Yeah. Um, isn't that a great song? Trust me, check out Michael Franti and Spearhead. You will love their stuff. It is just so good. Um, yeah. So, yes, the, th- the month, again, like last week, you have intuited. I think that there must, be some, there must be some kind of conscious connection that we have. Well, there is, because we have, all have a conscious connection with each other. I'm really hyper today. Because <clears throat> I'm super excited. So there are two things around this. You intuited what I had to talk about today, and it actually had nothing, with, uh, had nothing to do with what I planned on talking about today, because today is one of those days where I decided it was going to be a good day, and I come into my office at about between 5 and 5.30 on a Sunday morning, which is when I sit down to write the notes for whatever it is I'm going to offer that day, and everything that I had planned on saying today, I was like, yeah, it's out the door. Something else is coming through, and so I'm going to allow spirit to do its work and say what needs to be said today. So um, I want to start off with these lyrics. Why does everybody in the world seem so divided? We've had a lot of experience with that this week, haven't we? I'm not going to talk about any of the stuff that's been happening in the nation's capital over the past week. Why has everybody got to hate each other? Who decided? Who decided that we had to hate? Who decided that hate was something that we had to hold on to in any capacity for any reason whatsoever? Who decided that? You know, I'm constantly saying, because people, people get a little up in arms around the, um, well, they get up in arms in funny ways and try to argue for their limitations when it comes to the statement of our mission statement. When we say out loud, love everything, love everything and everyone love everything and everyone and people try to argue for limitations by saying well there are people in my life that I don't really like I said you know what there are people in my life that I don't really like but I love them just because you love and recognize the infinite power and presence of the God essence of that person does not mean that you have to like them that's okay and everybody's saying, wow, this is going to be a really uplifting talk today, isn't it? <laughs> the, the minister's telling us we don't have to like people. But you do have to love them. Find the love in your heart. And here's the thing. When you find true love in your heart, what you find is that you actually like everyone too. Irrespective of their behavior. Irrespective of their behavior. Because usually what we don't like about someone is their behavior. But their behavior is not the measure of them as an individual. And so when we look beyond the behavior, what we find is pure love. That's it. So why has everybody got to hate each other? Who decided that? Why are we so divided? Let's stop it today. What do you say we stop it once and for all? And it's rooted for me in this principle. God is personal to all who feel its indwelling presence. The only thing that causes any discord is any sense of separation. That's it. If we feel separate from, then we are opening ourselves up to feel discord in the expression and experience of our lives. Have I really already talked for eight minutes? (laughs) 
I think the countdown clock for me might be wrong. <laughs> I was, I'm like, 12 minutes left? Oh my gosh. All right, goal. I'm going to finish this in 12 minutes. <clears throat> So God is personal to all who feel its indwelling presence. The only thing that causes any discord is a sense of separation. And so that speaks to the third aspect of our mission statement. Remember who you are. You are not separate from. You are the power and presence of the infinite. You are that. There can be nothing other than that because if there were, well, the infinite would not be so infinite. It would be finite, right? And so any sense of separation is simply that. It is a sense. Let go. Let go, let go. It takes a lot of guts to stand up and be yourself, doesn't it? It takes a lot of guts to stand up and be yourself wholeheartedly. One of the, uh, one of the okay, it's going to be more than 12 minutes. <laughs> one of the things that I talked, so we had a membership orientation yesterday uh, for those who are becoming new members to this community, new active uh, members in this community. And I talk a little bit about the history of New Thought and what the, where, where we're grounded and founded in. And we have a lot uh, in common with the Transcendentalist movement. So New Thought has grown out of a lot of Transcendentalist principle and philosophy. And one of the major influences, of course, is Ralph Waldo Emerson, and specifically his essay on self-reliance, where he says, never imitate Never imitate, never try to be anybody else because the most important thing you can do in this life is be wholeheartedly 100% yourself. How many of us are actually doing that on a daily basis? This is a rhetorical question. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your race, your color, your ethnicity, your sexual orientation, your disability, your sex, your gender identity. It does not matter any expression. It does not matter your national or ethnic origin. You belong on this thing called planet Earth, in this thing called life. Simply because you are here, you exist. And how could you not exist when you know who you are? We all Every single one of us have a sense of identity. And the more we align that identity with our true identity, our personality, which is the expression of our identity, will follow suit. So the more we know who we are, the more we remember that we are that divine power and presence that is God, you know what? You don't have to pray for a good day. It always will be a good day because God's nature is good. And God's nature is consistently playing itself out by means of each and every one of us. So we all have a sense of self-identity, right? And we have expressions of that identity. Some of us have very public expressions of that identity. Some of us, well, we all have public, here's the thing. We all have public expressions of, the, of our self-identity. We all have personal expressions of our self-identity. And we all have private expressions of our self-identity. And so our public expression of self-identity is what the world sees. Our personal expression of self-identity is usually what our inner circle sees. And our private sense and expression of self-identity is what no one ever, nobody else ever sees. And I found great strength in allowing myself to come to that realization that I did not by knowing who I am, I do not need to let that private sense of self be expressed publicly. I can maintain a public expression that is not my private expression, although I find them more and more aligned every single day. I strive to ensure that in this place, 
in this space, in this community, I strive to ensure that every single person that walks through these doors knows that this is a place where you belong, where you belong, that you are not just welcomed, but you are cherished and honored, not because of what you do, but just because of who you are. This is important to me. And yet there's a caveat to this. (gasps) What? (laughs) Because knowing, knowing that when you come here, you are cherished and honored for who you are, not because of what you do, it's just your beingness, does not mean that there might not be times when being you won't be so easy. Anyone have trouble with that sometimes? I had a lot of trouble with that growing up. There may be times when being you isn't easy. And in those times, here's my reminder to you. As I said earlier, God is personal to all who feel the indwelling presence. There is no expression of God greater than or better than any other. There is no hierarchy. There is no There is no one person closer to God than anyone else. You cannot be closer to God than you are right now in the same way you can't be closer to your skin because the whole of you is God. How does that, again, this is rhetorical, but does that bring up a little bit of fear in you? Because I think some people will probably hear that message. You are God, and yet walk out, and they think, oh, gosh, I can't say that anywhere. It's like, no, I can't, I can't. And so what happens is if we're not willing to claim it for ourselves, even in our private lives, then our public expression will follow suit, usually with what's private. And so if you cannot claim for yourself privately the truth of your being, then your expression out in the world is going to follow suit with that. And I'm not saying as I said it, like the weekend before Thanksgiving, probably not so good to go to the Thanksgiving table and say, I am God. <laughs> it's going to cause some consternation for some people. So know your audience, know who you're speaking to. That's why that public, personal, and private expression becomes important. Because not everybody's going to agree with that. Not everybody's going to understand it. But I understand it. I see nothing but the face of God in every person I encounter. And that's a choice to understand that to the depth of my soul, whether I like them or not. And there's no one in this room, by the way, that I don't like. (laughs) There's no one online that I don't like. (laughs) Somebody said, wow. (laughs) There are people with whom I disagree. There are people with whom I disagree. It doesn't mean I don't like them. More importantly, I find myself loving them more and more. It takes guts to say that you have a belief in something greater than the limited self. Oh, does that take guts. It takes guts to call it God, to use a word that is so rich with challenge for people, for a lot of people whether you call it God, spirit, divine, creative energy, universal wholeness, whatever you choose to call it, it is the truth of your being. It takes guts to claim our personal identification with it. And one of the complaints we get in this philosophy, and yes, we do get complaints in this philosophy. You ever hear any of them? 
Yeah, we get, we get complaints in this philosophy. Uh, one of the complaints that we get is that our personal relationship to this power can sometimes seem impersonal because we take it from a very studious and intellectual viewpoint. We teach that this is what is. But as I said yesterday, the intellectual part of it, when we drop it down into the heart space and understand that it is all rooted in love, well, that's when God essence is leading your life. It's personal to all who feel this indwelling presence. Because on the surface, I could agree with that. Like, yes, I came to this philosophy because it felt intellectually understandable to me. Because I was, I, I grew, I was unchurched growing up. And I'll tell you, when, I, when, people found, when people in my historical life found out I was going to be a minister, they were all like, you? <laughs> I said, yeah, because I know who I am. I found a philosophy that resonates with my soul, and I'm willing to step up and publicly state it out loud. There is nothing more personal and love. There is nothing more personal than God, and that, those are synonyms of one another. So, you know, that indwelling presence, it is the presence of love. And so if I use that phrase and I change the word God to love, love is personal to all who feel this indwelling presence. Do you feel love today, here, now, and evermore? If we move to anything other than love, then we have stepped away from this presence. In 2015, at the Oscars, anyone watch the Oscars? Yeah. I used to watch the Oscars every year. Now I don't have regular television, so I never see it anymore. In 2015, there was a person who won um, an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. This gentleman's name was Graham Moore. And he won for writing the adapted screenplay for The Imitation Game. Anyone remember that movie? Yeah, it's such a good movie. When he got up to give his speech, he said this. When I was 16, I tried to kill myself because I felt weird. And I felt different. And I felt like I did not belong. And now I am standing here. And so I would like for this moment to be for that kid out there who feels like she's weird or she's different or she doesn't fit in anywhere. Yes, you do. I promise you do. You do. We do. Stay weird. Stay different. And when it's your turn and you're standing on this stage, please pass the same message to the next person that comes along. That speech moved me so much, I wrote it down so that I could use it in a talk someday. <laughs> Here we are, almost eight years later, and it has made its presence known. Your life was entrusted to you to be lived wholeheartedly. Are you fulfilling that place of trust? Break the chain of seeming separation. That's the message today. Break the chain of seeming separation because your personal expression of God as God is just that. It is yours. And so do not fear it. And do not let other people 
make you fear it because no one else's opinion matters. It just doesn't. And so there's nothing wrong or shameful about being authentically you. And people have tried to shame me into not being authentically me. I know, shocking. There are people who come into these spiritual centers and they try to get me to be something that is inauthentically me. You will never get that. I made a promise to myself when I became a minister that the person you see on this platform is the authentic person that you will always experience out in the lobby or out in the world. Part of the reason that I did that is because I saw too much inauthenticity in the world around me and in people that I had put up on a pedestal. By the way, if you've put me up on a pedestal, knock me down. <laughs> when I put somebody up on a pedestal and they behave in a way that is inauthentic, it doesn't work for me. And so that's why I made the choice to always be 100% myself. And so it freaks people out. I'll tell you, it freaks people out when I offhandedly refer to my husband because then they go, oh, the minister's gay. It's true. You didn't know that? Well, by gay, of course, I mean very happy, right? I don't know what that was. And it's also a reminder to me that one aspect of my being does not define the wholeness of my being. And that's true for every single one of us. Don't let anyone reduce you to one aspect of your being. Ever. You are the power. You are the presence. You are the light. You are the life. You are the peace, beauty, and joy that is God. You cannot be anything other than that. So who will you show up as today? That's the question. Who will you show up as today? Are you going to decide to show up as someone who is laden with fear or concerned about other people's opinions? No. Make that choice right here and right now and evermore. Because as you mentioned, the path before you is infinitely potential, is infinite potential. It is only the path behind you that is limited. And that is only limited by your own idea of limitation. Let it all go and decide right here and right now that you will not be limited by anything back there. You are the breadth of the divine. You know... The lyric says, it's never been easy. Every day for everybody ain't breezy. I still have hard days. Y'all have hard days once in a while? I still have hard days. And I hope you realize when you look into another person's eyes, you know, today would be a really good day to have a good day. Are you ready to show up authentically? Yes? yes? yes. Really? And the rest of you? Yes. Stand firm in the expression of your personal nature, your personal identity, which is God. Stay weird, stay different, and when it is your turn, please pass on this message to the next person who comes along. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent.
So the homework this week. Oh yeah, there's homework. Um, and as I say each week, if you're new to our community, I invite everyone to engage in homework throughout the week because it's great to feel good on a Sunday, but the value of this philosophy is putting it into practice in your life. And so I invite you to take into your heart uh, an active approach to this philosophy by doing this this week. I want you to take time this week to reflect on three questions. Three questions. I don't need to hold that when it's right. Three questions. One, do I seek social approval? Do I seek social approval? Two, where does my happiness come from? Where does my happiness come from? And three, what do I seek in my prayers? And see where you are guided this week. See where you are guided this week as answers reveal themselves to you. So I'll say those again. Do I seek social approval? Where does my happiness come from? What do I seek in my prayers? If you are connected to our email list, those, of course, will be outlined in the email that goes out every single Monday. So if you haven't written them down, know that you will see them tomorrow. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.